Okay. So I'm going to share some feedback and I so let's just end it together. And today I want to talk about something that my dad did. <laughs> again, once again. Uh anywho, today I want to talk about the dog food that that I got for him that he now has. And so he's been in the bath around three times, three or four times before this. And I didn't wash his coat each time because usually for a dog, it's maximum of um, using shampoo once a month or else it'll hurt their sc their skin or their coat. So it's not good to um, wash them more than usual. Like that's what I've always heard. And so since he has a um, pool now, he can go in and out of water as he pleases. And I'm going to double check if that is all right. Should a dog go in water? Okay, as a general rule, healthy dogs need, well, that's eating water. <laughs> I mean, drinking water. Um. really say should a dog bathe possibly no mm. oh so the maximum is every other week for bathing your dog with shampoo but I don't I don't do that but he can play in the little pool as much as he pleases since he can get one at a time. And, you know, he finds it unpleasant to have one in. But you know what? He doesn't really care. Anywho, I am not doing that anymore. Like, to be honest, I'm really not. I feel like there's this, like, heavy weight on my chest all the time. And I don't know to do. I think it may have to do with COVID and everything. It's not that I have one. Or it's not that I have COVID. It's just that I don't think I've quite liked quarantine. I mean, before about like two days ago, I liked quarantine. Like I was feeling great about it. I was like, oh my god, I don't have to have any responsibilities whatsoever. But now I like responsibilities. <laughs> I mean, other than just doing regular work stuff, but like, it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, well, I don't really have that many people to talk to. I talk to my mom a lot, and I talk to my one friend from childhood all the time. But I don't really talk to anyone else, and I'm really starting to hate it, and I'm not feeling that good. <laughs> about it, so I should probably either A, talk to my therapist, or B, talk to other people. And it took me a whole about of about two months to get sick of being alone. And that's surprising. I thought I'd last longer. And so I've been thinking, I was like, oh my god, when is quarantine going to be over? And my mom was like, quarantine is definitely going to be over in like a year. I don't think I can handle this. I mean, I was doing great. Doing great for two months. Now I'm just... Ugh. I'm doing the same thing every single day, and I hate it. Ugh. Who thought that I would like talking to some community? <laughs> Which is... Ugh. I never did get out of my house. Like, I feel like my life has gotten really bland. Because just wake up, do the same thing, eat, eat more, play with my dog, talk to my mom and my friend, and my dad, and I don't really talk to anybody else. 
because I don't have any close friends. For me, whenever I have a close friend, like, I agree with the majority of their values and beliefs. I think they are a good person at heart. I believe that they would do only good if they would be a willing servant of their neighbor. Um, but it's really hard for me to do that, so it's always my biggest liability. I can never trust those people. I think I'm starting to get desperate to the point where it's like, I might just have to talk to this guy just to see if I can have him as a friend. I just want someone to talk to and talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about where my social feeling is and mental feeling. Because I know nobody asked, and I was going to talk about the dogs and the food. And technically, yes, I did talk about this this has it goes into the dogs if you want to know that. Um, mentally, I'm just not working. Like I don't, uh, I don't feel. I don't feel. Period. Like it's the same thing every day. And when I got the dogs for the day, like I was excited for a solid hour. It was fun taking my dog out there, and then I just went back to being normal, and I genuinely hate the feeling of going back. I haven't gotten those feelings in two years, two or three years, and I did miss them, and I was just miserable. I hated myself for checking my phone every day for with every five-word in the DM. <laughs> you see those ads where they're like, you're taking steps to preserve your privacy. You lot, who is this company to say that you are doing that or that someone else is doing that? Because who who says that? Who is there a consensus? Is there a census about it? Because you certainly you certainly are doing that. <laughs> and it's quite odd to try and like do a therapist because when you go to a therapist, you want to see someone, you don't want to talk to a stranger. That's why I think whenever we'll be automated by robots, that they will never have robot therapy. Or if they do have robot therapists, they won't be used near enough to human therapy, because if, when you are talking about your deepest issues or your feelings or traumas, you don't want to talk it out to a piece of machinery who literally cannot feel what you are feeling. You want to talk to someone who knows what you're going through, understands it, applies their many years of education to help you grow as a person. Whereas a chunk of metal would just tell you, well, it would be programmed accurately person, but it would not have the authenticity to feel something. It'll try and be too perfect and give you a textbook answer, when in reality, since it's not messy, you can't just always give a textbook answer to everything. It's just not how the world works. So I firmly believe therapists or psychologists will ever be replaced by robots in the future whatsoever, and also, speaking of, like, therapists or such, psychologists or such, psychiatrists, I watched The Silence of the Lambs, and that was probably the biggest mistake of my entire life. I watched it the other day, and I didn't, I never wanted to watch it beforehand, but I, um, I was convinced to watch it, and I think I am emotionally scarred forever. I am, I'm not even I'm not even being dramatic either, because Hannibal Lecter is the most terrible person on earth, and I literally am, I'm not having nightmares about it, but I'll just be sitting outside, and then I'll just, like, blank out, because I'm just in such, just shock of how terrible someone can be. 
and it's not like I haven't heard of horror stories like that. It's just the actor and how he portrayed the character is just I'm not saying it's a great movie because I would not recommend anyone to see it. Save yourself. Don't watch it. It's horrible nightmare fuel for any person ever. Um, it's absolutely terrifying. I hate it with every piece of my bone. It, honestly, I'm kind of shaking dog hair about it because I don't like it that much. And Maybe it's because I relate a little bit with Clarice, but this is not <laughs> At one point in my life, I wanted to be a criminal psychologist. So glad. So glad I didn't do that. Because I think I would have ended up either being in an institution or just flat out dying because that's too stressful and scary. Oh my god. And I don't understand people who like murder. Who who likes to see people suffer and be emotionally manipulated and tricked into things of it a lot. I really do. And the thing that scared me, well, not it didn't scare me, it's just, it creeped me out so much because, like, there's a scene in the movie, which I'm going to spoil it because I don't want any of you to watch it, alright? So there's a scene in the movie, this one girl was killed by somebody called Buffalo Bill, and they were trying to figure out who he was, and in the scene where they're, uh, they're, um, they're identifying evidence on the body, they find a cocoon shoved down the girl's throat, and, um, <laughs> I didn't think as in-depth as Lecter did, but, um, I was like, oh, did the criminal do that to signify, like, some type of change or whatever? And so then, whenever Clarice went to talk to Lecter, he was like, oh, yes, this signifies change. And it was of, um, it was because a man was wanted to be transsexual and he changed into a woman, but he really didn't want to be a woman. And I'm not saying the movie is terrifying because a guy wants to be a woman. No, I could care less if he wants to be a woman. I just mean the dude who is the uh, trans person does a lot of terrible things. Um, but so I was really creeped out by that. Oh my god. I mean, I bet a lot of people thought that was quote-unquote change because you never even think of a... Um, chrysalis that's like normally a um, caterpillar turning into a butterfly. I don't know. That just that just freaked me out. I don't know. I don't know. It just Ugh. So ever since I've been watch I watched that, I've kind of been in my quarantine qualms, I guess. Not quite called qualm isn't right. Quarantine Because I think I've just been like, oh my god, these people are so terrible. Why am I living my life so privileged? And not to mention the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. It's just like, 
you think of your life so privileged and fair and interesting and you see how terrible everything is it doesn't make you want to do anything it just makes you want to sit and cry all day I guess that's the best way to describe it really but that's basically how I feel about it and it makes me not want to do anything all day so I guess that's and so whenever I got the dog tool, and I got excited, but it just didn't last long because I wasn't, it just mentally wasn't up for it. And I'm honestly mentally not up for doing this right now, if I'm being honest, but I know that I can't stop doing everything that I like to do because I genuinely like doing this even at the moment if I don't feel as if I want to but I know that in my true self I I like to it's just the world is not really and I don't think I can well I know I shouldn't just stop liking what Ain't that a sign of depression? So I've just been wondering what to do with myself. I apologize if this isn't as high quality as usual. Just trying to go through my emotions, really. And it feels really good to talk about that, <laughs> even though I don't really have any typical blank stares. So I guess y'all After talking about that, now I'm just really sad. <laughs> but I can't be sad because you still have 43 minutes left. Well, since I'm the one calling it now, we talk about mindfulness. I guess so. Um, mindfulness is hmm, sitting in a moment without judgment, I believe. Yeah, so it's basically where you feel really calm and happy and there's not really any thoughts going on in your brain. And if they are, they're just going in and out and you're not really stuck with any thoughts or anything. And so I went through a period of my life where mindfulness was very important. And to be honest, mindfulness isn't yet for everyone right now. And it's important for everyone to take right now, but I just feel that is very timely and very, very long break that I think everyone is going to have a lot to learn. I know I have. Surprisingly, I miss everyday activities and things a lot. And I'm honestly debating about just you know, most of my friends are kids. They're not getting up and getting dressed every day. Most of them are just laying around and not getting up. And so I'm debating about getting up and changing my clothes every day so that I can just get in a different mindset of how I've been for like the past two months. God, I've. <laughs> oh, I miss outside the world. I never thought I'd say that. But yeah, so if y'all need mindfulness during this, I would suggest doing, not meditation, well, if you like doing meditation, you already know, or you may not know, that that is a form of mindfulness because you are trying to clear your mind and relax all that good stuff, even if you believe in that third eye crap, or if you don't, either way, you're doing mindfulness. But there are a few things that could be considered mindfulness that not, not a lot of people consider mindfulness. Well, that's not what they think of when they first think of mindfulness. Um, 
one of them is watching TV. I'm not saying to watch TV all the time because that's not healthy. I know personally I'm not healthy. Uh, playing video games is a form of mindfulness and again use in moderation. Another form is having a garden taking care of it and watering it all the time which I have two orchids. I don't think they're dying because one of them has three branches growing out of it but shriveled at the top. I don't know if that's just a quality or and then my second one, the leaves are droopy, but they've grown out of it. So, you have a point there. Uh, so, if you have a garden, that's a good way to do mindfulness. But, um, another way is to draw. And, um, I remember I was in therapy this one time. And they had this acronym, I believe it was SEP, for the things to do during mindfulness, or the categories of mindfulness things that you can do. And um, this is a part of the UB um, dialectical phases of therapy. I wasn't in the program, which was just for... Well, I had a situation with Jason, and I needed, well, I didn't need to, but um, one of the, ugh, one of the past therapists were like, oh yeah, um, this is a thing with DBT, you should learn about it, you don't have to do the entire thing, but you know, you need to learn about it, well, you don't need to learn, but like, I'd suggest, you know what I mean, so it's their uh, dialectic, that's where I believe two ideas exist at once, and I know that's a really simple thing, but for some people <clears throat> that I know, it could be really difficult. Like, let's say, you can say, because some younger people may say that, uh, you only hate or you only like someone, but you can hate and like someone at the same time. Because you could say you hate your mom and you love your mom at the same time, but they're for different reasons. So, that's the dialectic. And I believe the person who coined that dialectic Jason Jacobs, that was her name. She's still alive. Marsha M. Yeah, that's her. Um, yeah. So, I think I'm going to just be accept that comment right now. I don't know if I would accept it. <laughs> Even though I probably should, but I didn't. Kidding me. So, it goes activities, contributions, comparisons, emotions, pushing away thoughts, and sensations. So when you are given a situation in which you have conflict, I believe in this definition, don't take this as consultation because this is just me sharing what knowledge I have of it. And um, so These, let's say you have a conflict in your life, anything at all. These are ways to use mindfulness in order to either not think about it or calm yourself in order to think about it in a more wise manner. So there are activities, contributions, comparisons, emotions, pushing away, thoughts, and sensations. So... I'm going to just go through each one of these. So, activities are different things you can do to keep your mind off of it. Like, you could go for a walk, 
could read a book or do something like that. Contributions is doing something for others so that you focus on someone else, yet you help someone else during within the comparison. Now I remember that this is a very finicky thing because if you're upset about something and you compare it to a past past thing, it can be very slippery slope. But let's say um, your dog chewed your shoe anklets. Those. Let's say they did that. So a good comparison would be, hey, well at least he didn't destroy my entire tennis shoe like he did last time. That's a good comparison because you're showing that now it is better than when it was back then. And for some people that doesn't even work. So it's for those who do work, it works very well. And um, it could also be like feel a certain way about a situation that has happened in the past, but you feel less adamant about it, and let's say being adamant was a negative thing in this situation, so then it would be good to be less adamant than you were before. Anywho, emotions was the next thing. I don't quite remember what this one was. It was where, like, you acknowledge each different negative feeling that you have. Like, if you feel left out or exhausted or betrayed, let's say, any of those things, you replace them with a different feeling. Like, think about a happy time back with um, another situation or like a memory that you have and try and focus on that instead of how you feel about it. Next then there's pushing away which is basically avoid it <laughs> and that is a slippery slope um, which <laughs> That's not really mindfulness, that's just kind of a brain issue, but technically it's considered a mindfulness skill from what I remember. And it's basically just avoiding it, but if you avoid the present, you get rid of the past. But so, just taking a break, really. And then thoughts. Your th it's, I think it's like changing your thoughts about the situation to more positive, I believe. Double check. Yeah, you have more control over your thoughts, yeah. And then, sensations. So, I believe if you have something really cold or really hot, I don't think you're supposed to have something really hot, but if you have something really cold on you, it can like initiate your fight or flight or it'll initiate your immune system more, I'm not quite sure. So that you aren't thinking about your current issue near as much as you usually would. And it would allow you to deal with the situation in a better manner than you would without it. So, yeah, that's the ACCEPTS acronym for mindfulness. <laughs> I didn't think I would talk about my past ADD experiences. It's quite a useful skill set, which I believe should be taught in schools eventually, because dialectic should be taught. It's basically telling you, hey, this person can exist, and you can at the same time, without, you know, having arguments every single day, <laughs> um, which a lot of people have troubles with, and that's probably why a lot of divorces happen. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs>
There's the big yawn. There's also other stuff that I do handling stress, which I know in the past, and to be honest, currently, I don't have a really big, 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 big issue with it. It's just more or less, it's a bigger issue for me than it is for other people. It doesn't conflict with my work or anything, but it does conflict with my personal life, so definitely not a positive. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> but I I know some people who are absolute stress masters and I I don't comprehend any of that. There's a very 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 finite spot for my stress. It's where if I have a lot of work I get too stressed. If I have a mediocre amount of work, then I'm only slightly stressed. And then if I have no work whatsoever, I am stressed. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. It's more or less if I'm doing too much or too little, it stresses me out. <laughs> because if I'm doing too much, then I have way too much on my plate. And it's not that I have lower quality for everything. For the things that are on my plate because I try to make the best quality that I can in this situation and the thing is that <laughs> I will go out of my way and put my own health at risk for it which I've learned is a very terrible thing to do but in our society they make it very um, praised word because they want you to make money they want you to do it do your job till you are basically work thin because you have died from stress that's basically what it is and it's very hard for me to figure out what that mediocre level is because some things that people think aren't stressful are stressful for me I I don't know why but let's say back in high school I got really stressed over a lot of things because I always wanted to be the best student I'm not gonna lie I for the majority of the time I wanted to be the best student and that's not a bad thing however when you strive for perfection you forget you're a human being <laughs> you forget that for a second and it feels like nothing else is important in the world unless you reach perfection. And boy oh boy, is that a slippery slope to fall down. And it's just, that's not a great thing to do either. So, let's say I was given a project to do. I was so perfectionistic that I would get it done that night. And it's not because I was procrastinating. It was the opposite of procrastinating. I had to do everything right away, right at that second. That's what it was. I had to make sure every I was on top of every single thing. I wasn't missing any piece of work. And I'm not saying, like, you should miss your work. Like, no, you shouldn't miss your work. But I'm not saying that you should stress yourself out to the point where you are losing hair. <laughs> because I was losing hair. I was losing sleep. I was losing friends. It was an abomination. I wasn't even human. I was just a worker. I was just a bee, busy bee. That's about it. I was nothing else but a shell, a shell of a human being who only did work. And I mean, it's okay for you know school to be a very important thing to you. But there's just a point and once you cross it, it's very hard to come back from. Very, very, very hard. I remember in my freshman year, I was so stressed because I had moved and at my previous school, I had an English teacher who, oh my god. God, she was an 
absolute nightmare. And when I say nightmare, I mean she was the spawn of Satan. And <laughs> my little anxious ridden self <laughs> could not handle her class. It was an honors class in English. And she was acting like a professor who wanted to hate us all. I am not kidding you. She would just absolutely rip my papers to shreds. She would, you know, if you get someone to look through it, like, if you get five people to look through your paper or something, which not a lot of people do that. That was me. <laughs> I would do that because I didn't want anything to go wrong. Well, it's like she was that except times 10. It would, she would find every single tiny little mistake that he made. And you know that works cited page? If you got any little thing wrong, points off, points off, points off. Meanwhile, my mother, who is going through a school, or is going through school right now to get her master's so that she can get her degrees, <laughs> um, she writes papers and you know that make <laughs> makes sense you have to, obviously you have to make write papers unless you're like some math master or something like that um because my sister for math i don't know but she doesn't write much but anyway whenever she does her work like <sighs> I can look at her work cited page and I can find something wrong with it. And I remember one time I looked at her work cited and I forgot to tell her about one part and she got a hundred on that paper. I was like, Oh my god, even her teachers don't care. Like care that much when you get really good in college because I just had that one English teacher who absolutely gave me anxiety to the max. I was just worried about, well, I was worried about getting an A in her class. Other people were just worried about passing her. And I was really worried about getting an A because I was on that solid A minus for like a month and then I moved. God. Um, and then I moved to a place that had worse schooling systems and I was like, oh, But I remember staying up for hours on end trying to get her work done. I remember getting five hours of sleep a night. It it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I was also on the volleyball team because that was me. I played volleyball. And we'd get home at like... 7 or 8 o'clock, and then I'd be working till 12 and have to get up at 5. <laughs> it's a miracle how I even ate. <laughs> because there was so much crap going on. Anyhow, then I moved, and then, dear God, the teachers got worse. Well, they didn't have higher expectations. That was different. They had no expectations. Give me more anxiety. You need to give me a clear set of what I need to do in order to properly thrive in this environment, or else I don't know what to do and I will have anxiety to the max. And when I say max, I mean I will literally have an anxiety attack about it. And so I was like, So is there a rubric to this? And they're like, Oh, no, no, just do what I said. And they'll have, like, three bullet points. I'm joking. They won't have three bullet points. But they would have, like, bullet points of what they wanted to do. And it wasn't in a good format. It was on a random Google Doc that, <laughs> that, um, it was on a random Google Doc that had different colors, different shades, different fonts. It looked like they didn't care. They just kind of throw threw something together before they started class and it would just give me so much anxiety because I was like oh no this is the outline of this so I'm just gonna do this and format it this way because they wouldn't tell me how to format the freaking slides because I remember there was 
this one specific pride project that real geography class in Malawi. Ooh, that was that was a doozy. We had to talk about different faith beliefs. Their faith is very create like a core that goes five states, I think. Was it five states or seven states? I don't remember. And so they said you had a mac you had to have a minimum of like ten slides to learn from. Or was it ten or seven slides? I think ten or seven. And you had to have pictures, information, sources, um, you had to have the culture of one of the areas with the economical issues and everything. And I ended up having 60 slides. I am not joking. I was a high school freshman who had so much anxiety over it. I just made so many slides on it. And it's not like I made crappy slides. Each slide had about almost a paragraph of information. I am not kidding you. And it was cited. It was worded correctly, it was grammar checked. A few of those slides were just pictures, but those were like, what, five? Five to seven max for each state there were, I had like five or seven, I think, slides um, of pictures. But just think about that. I just, it's, I spent so much time on it. I was so scared that I would fail. And it just got really out of hand. <laughs> and whenever I, I did that in like two days, I did 60, page, 60 of those slides in two days. And mind you, this is not a crappy quality. This is like college level quality. I'm not kidding you. When I say that, I showed it to my mom back then, and she even told me, she's like, I probably gave out well, I don't know the specifics of it, so I'm just trying to do every single little thing so that it won't lose points. And I ended up getting an A <laughs> because I did all that. And the only time I made a bad grade for my class, which I busted out crying when I did, because whenever I was in my ninth grade year, I, uh, I used to go on Jujitsu all the time, and or I used to just play on my um, on my phone or something. And it wasn't that I was disrespectful. It's just like I was being a jerk. I was one of those people who got my done my work done early, got everything done, and I didn't have anything to worry about. And most of my teachers were chill with it. They were like, "Okay, you finish your work. I really." Don't you have nothing else to do in this class, and I'm not going to make you work ahead because I'm not an absolute a-hole. So, I would just play on my phone, even though the generators were on on the other side, but they were fine. It was fine. Um, in her class, she hated the fact that I was there. So, but I was done with everything, so she technically couldn't do anything. She, she would, like, always give me sly looks. She'd be like, she didn't like it, but she tolerated it, I guess. And one day, she was in a really particularly bad mood, and I was on my phone because I finished my work, and she was like, you know what, y'all? Pop quiz. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was not mentally prepared for this. I wasn't studying what you want me to study. You have to give me a day's head notice so I can cram the night before. And um, so she made us listen to this... Um, To this, to this, like, it was a recording of something. I don't remember, but in general, whenever we had to listen to a recording of something, it wasn't really quiz-like. It was more or less like you had multiple, it was more or less multiple choice. It wasn't like you had to come up with it on the spot. So I was like, alright, I can just semi-listen to this in the background you know, scroll a little bit because not that much. She told me to do it early. Um, and or do Duolingo during it because I was generally good at multitasking. But then the questions came up. <laughs> and it was about some interviewer 
going to some place. And, um, yeah, it's Lady Bird's room. She said, y'all get your cookie papers out. I know the general gist of it. It was about the coming and going and visiting the country. I knew the country at the time. I knew what she was asking. I knew the events going on and everything. So, like, I get the general gist of it. I didn't know the, like, specifics because, you know, they were talking really fast and stuff. And, uh, she was like, What was the name of the lady? And in my brain, names of people are irrelevant when you're telling a story. Unless it's like a book. If you're telling a narrative on other people's lives, why would you need a name? Well, it wasn't a narrative. It was a report. So my brain was going into analytical mode. The qualitative. Qualitative? Is that how you say it? Yeah, qualitative or qualitative. It was going to that mode. It wasn't quantitative because I wasn't going to remember the exact numbers. I was just going to know a lot of people went that way. A few people went this way and stuff like that. But it wasn't going into remembering everybody's name because it kind of was irrelevant at that point. We knew that this was happening and this was happening. And so I was like, shoot, I'm going to die. I'm going to die because I don't know that. So I was just like, question mark. I, I don't know. And then another one was like, how many people were doing blah blah blah, round it to the nearest tenth. Not the nearest tenths, to nearest tens. And it was like in the hundred thousands. I remember that. There were like over a hundred thousand of them and it was round to this exact point. And she was asking to, to that and I was like, oh my god. Bruh. Bruh. Okay, don't know that either. And I put down estimate because I didn't know. And then there was so a lot of them were very minute things that no one would have really needed. It was like, what was the color of the third caravan owned by Gerard, given to blah 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 by their fifth owner or something named Gerald. Like who's who who's gonna listen to that in depth? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What? I wasn't in study mode. You can't just do that after school. I realize my professors do that as a freshman. Okay, you can't just do that. <laughs> and so I ended up getting a sixty on that quiz and I bawled my eyes out. I went to her class after school and I was like Miss Blah 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 please, please give me a chance to retake this. I'm not even kidding. Can you give me a chance to retake this? And she usually had a no retake policy. I had a hundred in. I was the best student. Just because she was in a bad mood and she decided to be all specific on us that day. That, because <laughs> my brain was 90% of the time prepared for teachers to be absolute a-holes and try and rip a new one to all students. But she generally was a really sweet woman who cared about her students and didn't want to give them anxiety attacks. But, um, she really didn't care. So when she saw that I was bawling my eyes out because 10% of that time was when I was in her class that I trusted she would generally be okay except for when it came to projects. But um, when it was like everyday quizzes or stuff, she was usually winning. And I was like, alright, I'm chill with that. Except when it went to the final, I had an absolute aneurysm studying for it. But she generally was okay. And so when she saw me break down and cry, she was like, But whatever you get the next time, that's what you get, even if you fail. So, 
that is intriguing to her. So she was like, you know, we can do it up. class to be with me tomorrow so you don't have to stress yourself over it and you know Jesus <laughs> and so I went home and I listened to that tape over and over and over and over and I think it was like because it was really long and boring and I would be trying to listen to the tiniest and minute details and for some of it, it was still hard for me to find. Like, even with my full concentration, I couldn't find some of the things. One of them was just like an inference question. You have to infer about it. And if you were wrong, you were just wrong. And after my exacting high of it, which was three hours, <laughs> I got an 80 on it. I spent three hours on it. I still didn't like it. I said, you know what? It's fine. Everything's and so whenever I took my exam, I got the highest score, so she had to curve it. And so that's why my grade was 100, even after that quiz. It was just a quiz, but boy, oh boy, did it make me happy tonight. So you can see why I probably needed therapy. <laughs> I just wasn't doing too well. Stress way too much about it. Over practical, overdone practical tests. Which, I mean, I try not to think about it too much anymore. And, um, you know, I didn't fully talk about my minor because I didn't want to. Because my game plan coming into this was to talk about the Dago tool and the mindfulness. But what I discovered was that I was really interested in mindfulness. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's a way for people to talk about that. But, anywho, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my minor tool. And if you don't care about my minor tool, alright, chill. See you later. Bye. It's already been like 52 minutes. If you didn't care, I bet you turned it off by now. But, I, I think it's time for a break. If people don't talk about this podcast, then it's going to become stigmatized. And to be honest, it's still stigmatized to this day. If you don't talk about it, or if you talk about it, some countries or belief systems, they just take it as weakness that they don't want to talk about it. Whereas most of the time, it's just how you've grown and you've met people who believe the exact same thing that have created these issues. And I'm not saying it's everyone's fault, because I'm going to say a good bit of it is your reaction to it. You can't control the things that happen in life, but you can control your reaction to what happens. And sometimes how we grow up teaches us how to react in different ways. So partly it's learning how to react either smaller or younger or just how you were taught different things in particular environments. You can't always live in the same way of solving things. You have to be diverse and you have to figure out how to deal with your problems or your problems. Like I said, doing it up. And I know people get offended like the calm app. I believe I think I've used it or twice whenever um, I was really scared because of my family. They're not particularly calm. Like, I tend to fall out of grief. I, I don't like them whatsoever. Just, ooh, but hamsters, they're cute. They're cute. But rats at night, they just freak me out. So one evening, I was I figured out there was a mouse in my house, and instead of trapping everything, you know, one of those traps where they get stuck in the glue, you know, I ended up using, like, cayenne pepper at my door with salt or whatever. I don't know what it was, really. Or I don't remember. It was 
I read online stuff to keep away mouses so that they don't come to where you're living, whenever I used to live near them. I think clovers was one of the groups. And so I was just using a lot, a large mixture of them to um, ward away the mouses or the, or the mouse at my door and near my vents and my windows so that if a mouse were to come in through one of those ways, they would immediately turn around and not try and go in my mouth very nicely because they never get in there. Um, or even near me. So, I remember I I talked to someone about being scared and they were like, oh, you just like go somewhere else and you see these in the covers or whatever. And I was like, okay. But I downloaded the wrong app because I think I was using the Steam equivalent or something. Then I remember I was trying to get back into marketing and I used the Calm app and I think I'm doing better at it now because, or well my past app, I used it to like remind me of things like that. For me personally, it's not doesn't work a particular time, but you know, it works for a good majority. But that may be me that could help you with your collection. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a rather decent thing. Not sponsored, but you know, that would be really cool if they were sponsored, but I don't have enough people listening to actually do anything with the sponsorship. <laughs> I'm not doing big. Uh, the other day, whenever I uploaded the um, Chase by a Dog and Vegan Ice Cream, like, somebody went through and watched all of my, or not watched, listened to all of my podcasts at once and was like, Mila, why, why are you doing that all in one day? Like, why are you binge watching, or binge listening to that? I mean, I know it's quarantine, but why would you want to listen to me for 17 hours straight? I mean, whoever you are, I hope I hope you enjoy my podcast. Um, and to be honest, it may just be that it didn't register on my um, what's it called? My total plays thing. It shows you on Anchor where your total plays are, and it just popped up to seventeen. And I'm like, oh my god, one day? You only had like. Seven hours of sleep? Yeah, seven hours of sleep. The entire day you were basically living me? Okay. But it may just be that this new um, listening place, I had no idea my podcasts were being uploaded to Bullhorn. To be honest, I didn't even know what that was until that spike happened. So maybe Bullhorn unconfirmed why people are listening on there and if someone else is taking credit for my work but if you're listening to this on bullhorn um go to anchor or um apple Podcasts or spotify because i own those accounts that upload it i don't own a bullhorn account i do not have a free time bullhorn account i don't know how it's on there Maybe it just took it from Apple Podcasts or something, but I did not put it on there, whoever's listening. If you want to listen to, like, the real deal that I have, um, then you need to do that. But it's popping up on my Anchor thing, so if I ever did have anything, I wouldn't know. So, anywho, whenever I had that spike, I was like, oh my god people actually listen to me. <laughs> like, genuinely. I didn't think other people listened to me, and I feel ridiculous for such a reason. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I feel like, I mean, I know not thousands and thousands of people are listening to me, but, you know, to be honest, I feel like I've been talking to myself, and I know that sounds really creepy. Like, she can talk to herself for an hour, it's not that I can talk to myself for an hour. It's like I can just think about things for an hour straight. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. I can just sit and ponder about stuff all the time. So 
doesn't really make a difference if I say it or not, but, um, I've had, like, more, more than one person listen to this, and I'm like, oh, so this is more than just the one person I expect to be listening to it, so, in overall time, and overall listening time, like, I think people have listened to this for 60 hours, not one singular person, but I mean, like, just in general, collectively, everyone's listened for 60 hours, and I'm like, oh my god, that's literally two days straight, two and a half days straight of just me, and I'm me, and I, um, I feel very, what's the word, flabbergasted, <laughs> and flattered that people actually want to listen to me. I genuinely started this not so that people could listen to me, just for the free time thing. But, you know, that'd be a benefit if people listened. So, you know, if you want to share it, you can. That'd be nice. Get other people listening. I mean, I'll probably get some anxiety <laughs> if a lot of people listen. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Who cares? I'll be fine. It'll always be me to just chill out and to chill out with other people so anywho I hope you enjoyed your free time with me because I definitely enjoyed my free time with you for all of those more than one people listening to me then each of you are well not each of you every one of you a very decent not decent <laughs> every one of you are very special human beings and deserve love prosper in the world. Anyhow, me up be fine. Thank you.